Today, I have Endora Pan with me. Um, she's one of the worship leaders at our church, and she has been serving faithfully as a counselor in all the student ministries, including the youth, to children's, and now college, right? Yep. Okay, so um, let's get started. Um, today's topic is really deep and heavy. It's on loss and grieving. And the definition of loss is basically when we lose something or someone. And I believe we've all experienced different types of losses, um, ranging from mild loss to devastating losses. Um, but one thing that loss kind of points us to is this new reality that we have to face. It's a path we have to take that requires faith and courage and it's nothing that we were ever prepared for, but by God's grace, we are being led through this path to see him and his glory through this journey. So um, thank you, Andorra. Um, so let me just first ask you, um, can you just share about some of the recent losses that you experienced? Yeah, so the past several years have definitely ranged from a lot of type of different losses from mm -hmm. even not even my own personally but those around me like you know diagnoses of cancer deaths friends losing family or friends losing you know having miscarriages or going through depression but the two I kind of wanted to focus on for myself personally was one the sudden loss of a close friend of mine due to a tragic car accident mm -hmm. um and then these, the second one is uh, actually a painful breakup and a very sudden breakup after um, a long-term relationship. It was like over four years and I thought for sure would end in marriage. So those are the two I kind of want to talk about today. Um, just kind of a little bit of context for the first one. Um, so this was back in 2019 and uh, right before Thanksgiving, I was actually traveling and I was in Taiwan visiting family when I got a message that one of my close friends, her name is Janella, um, she got into a car accident and one of our kind of, we were known as the three musketeers um, back in college. So another close friend, we were just really close. Um, she she messaged me and said, can you pray? And, you know, she's unconscious. And I thought to myself, okay, I'll pray. She's going to wake up. She's going to wake up from this car crash. Because, you know, she was, uh, I think, you know, she was in her late 20s. I think she was 28 at the time. So and just didn't think much of it. I just prayed for her really quickly and moved on with my day. But then the next thing I knew was like, okay, she's not waking up. They're running some tests. She might be in a vegetative state. And I think that's when I was like, I started wrestling with God a lot. I just couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I think the night, you know, I, I basically, I woke up to then the news after the, getting the text, like, hey, she's in vegetative state of state. I, you know, started telling people, my small group, people just randomly messaging. And then when I woke up, it was that she was gone. You know, mm -hmm. that she, they, the test came back. She's, yeah, she's, there's not recoverable. And the crazy thing is that, um, yeah, I was far away. I was thousands of miles away. I couldn't come back home. Um, and... Uh, my friend actually said that there was not a single scratch on her. So it was just crazy that that happened to her. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't believe that God um, 
I think at the time I was like, why God, did you not answer my prayers? Like everyone's praying so hard for her to come just wake up. Um, and it was devastating. I think it was the first death that I experienced that was someone close to me and someone that was young. Yeah. And um, so that was like super shocking. And I think though that period of time I was dating. And so I depended on my then, you know, boyfriend and, and then we had a whole group of friends and we were all grieving together. Mm-hmm. And then less than a year later, um, yeah, it was the abrupt breakup. And actually at that point, we were already talking about marriage and we uh, were planning to get married. And so I, and <clears throat> basically it was a decision um, on his part, but then eventually it was mutual that we couldn't continue. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also very sudden. Like we talked things one weekend, the next weekend we broke up. And um, I think at that point, I was at a loss for sure because um, I, I, I like, I didn't know. It wasn't just like the death of a person to me, like a loss of another close friend, but it was actually like the death of my dreams, you know, at the time. And um, also like just broken hopes. Um, and it was something that I couldn't prepare myself for at all. Um, and so the reason why I kind of want to talk about the two together is because both of them were very sudden, unexpected. Um, and I kind of felt like I didn't really even process the first one fully until the second event happened. And they did happen fairly close together. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, Andora, um, let's go deeper. I want to ask a follow-up after uh, these two realities of losses for you. Um, what were some of your struggles? What were some of the things you were wrestling with God about? I think initially, of course, with related to my friend, it was the goodness of God. And how mm-hmm. could a good God allow someone who was faithful just die like that? And uh, how is this, you know, Romans eight twenty eight was, of course, quoted often how is he working all things for our good and for his glory through the death of my friend and then i think with um, the breakup i really wrestled with um, i think uh, uh, just my own loneliness uh, sudden like grief just I, i think it was just it's hard to describe because Grief is definitely a very personal experience for everybody. How we react is different. It wasn't linear either. I think initially for both events, it was like complete shock. You know, you go through different stages of grief, like denial. Um, I think for the latter one, I, I, it wasn't that I stopped loving the person. So um, I, I didn't know what to do with all the emotions I felt that, okay, I thought I was going to get married and suddenly I... Um, I felt like I lost the family I got close to with and um, yeah I lost a close friend and so I think in my wrestlings with God it was um, God what are you doing with my life because I would have never chosen this I mean I didn't even expect it It was like a curveball I I just did not see coming Uh, so yeah I think it was just also like 
God, how is, how can I steward this? Eventually like that, that there was that question, but initially it was just a lot of wrestling of like, what does it mean to have joy? Cause I think a verse that came up to me a lot was uh, actually one of my favorite verses in the Bible, which is count it joy. My brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, mm-hmm. or you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness be you know, perfect and complete, not lacking in nothing, anything. And so it was like, how can I count this joy when, you know, I, I just lost so much. Um, and then, you know, I think what helped me a lot was that actually when the breakup happened, my small group gave me a journal and, um, Actually, I was referring to it because I had to kind of go back to remember (laughs) what my feelings were. But I actually really liked the beginning of the journal because we were going through a book called Habits of Grace Mm -hmm. uh, by David Mathis at the time. And someone, one of my small group members wrote, journaling is a place for recording God's uh, providences, peeling at the layers of your own heart, writing out prayers, meditating on scripture and dreaming about the future you know, a way of slowing life down for just a few moments and trying to process at least a sliver of it for the glory of God um, in our own growth development and our enjoyment of the details. And so, um, yeah, that was one of the ways I processed was I took what my small group gave me as a gift and I wrote. I wrote out every single feeling possible, um, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it was the good, bad, and ugly whatever I was feeling in that moment, sometimes, you know, because I was still working throughout all of this, um, there would be times where I would go on work breaks and I would just journal or I would uh, maybe go on a walk, cry, and then come back and write down, you know. And and I think looking back at my journal, there were definitely um, just, (laughs) there were a lot of tears. (laughs) But, you know, and, and I see the wrestlings, but there came to a point where I apparently asked God, like, you know, um, I want to use this pain for your glory, which I don't even know how I was able to write that at the time. Um, So that's definitely from the spirit. And I think something else with that I told God was like, I wanted my faith to increase because Mm -hmm. I think you took away um, because I just thought that relationship would be so permanent, you know? And I think also Mm -hmm. um, at the time I was thinking like, oh, I want to be married before 30 and I have all my dreams of raising a family, buying a house, you know, all like the American dream. And mm-hmm. then that wasn't a reality. But I right. think actually God revealed to me my own idolatry of even maybe marriage, of uh, of loving other things apart from him. And so I felt like, yeah, I was in the deepest valley and kind of like the psalmist, Psalm 23 also came to mind, you know, um, yeah, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, you will be with me, right? And mm-hmm. and then at the end, he's like, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And just a lot of, I, I felt like the Psalms really helped. And I, I think before both events happened to me, I didn't really pay attention to the Psalms. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was very odd that these people be crying out to God or they'll be wrestling with God. And I actually usually always skip to the narratives <laughs> in my in my own um like Bible reading, but the Psalms were what I clung to right? uh, because I saw, you know, saints of old, like really uh, lamenting. And Mm -hmm. that's also part of like spiritual discipline and their own spiritual walk. Right. Right. Yeah. 
So Endora, this process of grieving and um, letting go and surrendering and coming to the Lord um, because he ordains all things. And um, it's a process of, like you said, increasing our faith, learning to trust him with the future, with the unknown. Um, and in the midst of all of this, God was unchanging and he has been faithful to you. Can you um, describe a little bit of some of the ways that you got to experience um, different, sorry, not different, deeper intimacy with Christ through these experiences of pain, loneliness, and loss? Yeah, so um, I think being more of an extroverted personality, I really took a lot of joy previously, you know, hanging out with people and not saying that I don't do that now, but I actually really just wanted to understand more about why I had to go through. So I, I went to God and I enjoyed more of that alone time with him. Mm -hmm. I would sing, um, you know, hymns and a lot of times, even some of the hymn writers, you know, they, they came from deep places of grief when they wrote them and I read a lot I actually people started giving me books too that helped but I read other people uh, living or they passed and are in glory now who've gone through deep suffering like Job and yet they came out of that fire you know or many fires like unscathed and their mm -hmm. faith was deeply you know solidified or grew and I think I envied that and so you know, I think God met me there um, because I remember there would even be times where maybe I was wrestling with like anger and then, um, you know, I think I would read a book and then maybe then somehow a podcast came on or someone was talking to me and then they would all mention like the same passage to me. And I was like, that's, that's not a coincidence. I think that's from the Lord, you know? And then also the other way that God demonstrated his faithfulness to me was through the church, like not the building, but our church family, um, just other people inviting me to their homes, uh, like really caring for me. And sometimes it wasn't even like we had to talk about like the grief. And um, actually, I found some of my closest friends, I think, at church, like our, our relationships deepened post-grief uh, breakup. Mm -hmm. I have this group I hang out with almost every Saturday and, you know, they, it started with someone just opening up their home and they have, you know, kids and then all of us just coming over, we would play board games, we would talk, but then sometimes we would grow deeper. And I think that helped tremendously that I had a, I had a place because I think grief and sorrow can sometimes feel so lonely and you feel like you have no one to talk to. Like, even though those friends of mine didn't personally go through maybe like a breakup, or they didn't, they couldn't resonate with me yet, you know, they were so encouraging and they were just available. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I think that was another thing that I wrestled with, like having what happened to me defined who I was. Mm. Like, I think I was very aware that like my relationship status changed. Cause you know, mm -hmm. I think when you're in a relationship with someone for that long, you're tied to that person. Mm -hmm. And then the breakup of course is like, you're, dealing processing that but you're also unraveling yourself and detaching yourself from maybe the two of you being together and I felt you know when I was with other brothers and sisters in Christ actually I didn't feel 
I don't know it even though they may have all been married <laughs> I, I didn't feel like oh I was the single one I just felt so welcomed I felt like I was part of a family <laughs> which I am you know and actually we call ourselves like we're a family even though we're made up of various different couples and kids <laughs> <laughs> it is so the family of Christ. <laughs> for sure and then I think one more thing is that God suddenly brought various people into my life post-breakup that also maybe experienced something that I something similar to what I went through and it was just so bizarre but it was like his sustaining grace in my life that I would meet these people. They would share their stories. They would encourage me. They would pray with me. And some of them were like coworkers that he suddenly brought into my life or just other people. And, and I think one thing that I knew that my story wasn't a waste, because I think I remember writing that in my journal. Like, I don't want my story to be a waste. I don't want my pain to be a waste, but I want to steward this well. I remember like on certain dates that were important to me, like maybe an anniversary or you know, just something that was important. I even had people randomly that I didn't talk to for years, like reach out to me to want to talk about grief or like want to share their sorrows. And it was so random, but so perfect because I think also sometimes when we're talking about grief, we sometimes want to Christianize it and we don't want to, like, we don't want to really talk about the real feelings like, oh, you're, you're really struggling this week or you know, it's kind of up and down, or we want to maybe be on the other side where we're no longer like Yeah. processing, Yeah. you know, Yeah. but I, I don't think grief is linear at all. Um, Mm hmm and I think it's kind of a, just a lifelong, maybe even journey. Uh, Mm hmm and so, yeah, I, I felt like it was also God reminding me in those moments when he brought people like that, or I would get a message, someone wanted to talk to me. <laughs> um, And I was like, wow, this is from the Lord <laughs> that I need to process in front of this person, but also encourage them and then pray with them. So. Yeah, that, that sounds like God using your experiences already through those interactions. Um, let's move on. And um, how has God used these experiences to teach you about the joy that he offers? And with that question, where do you find this joy in the midst of uh, sorrow? It is because of what Christ has done for us on the cross, um, that he's a living God and that he's given us the Holy Spirit. And yeah, I think I want to quote John Onrucheka, whose book I read recently called We Go On. But he says, it's you know, tragedy doesn't ruin us. It's hopelessness. And so for us as the believer, you know, it's not ourselves Mm-hmm. that we can even create this kind of hope, but it's external. It's through the gospel. It's through Christ. And I think when we submit to the will of God, knowing that God is um, sovereign, that he's faithful. And in order to remember his faithfulness, we have to kind of recount his faithfulness
and sometimes maybe it won't be in that moment that you realize you have that joy, but that joy is like that submission to God, that God, you know, even though I don't feel like, you know, that maybe I'm anxious and I still feel so sad, I trust that somehow you are working this for my good, Lord. I trust that mm-hmm. my faith will be refined, mm-hmm. you know, and like First Peter, <laughs> like once, you know, six, right, it talks about that the genuine, like, testiness of your faith like yeah. produce what is it <laughs> you want to look it up um Pers- is it perseverance yeah, yeah. it's i should know Character, this off the top of my head yeah yeah <laughs> basically something like romans 5 yeah mm-hmm. um you know and just i still want to find it but that's okay yeah but basically that our faith will emerge and it'll be like worth greater than gold you know and Dora, you've shared a lot about your um, personal experiences, and um, I want to ask you, um, this is something a lot of people have gone through and are still going through. Do you have any encouragement of um, practical or spiritual things that you would encourage these people who are still in the midst of it, in the thick of it? What would you, what would you like to say to them? think um to really seek god's presence Mm -hmm. you know um because my hope isn't found in yeah like my friendships even or you know my relationship status my singleness like i'm not defined by that but i i've been adopted as a daughter of the king of kings the lord of lords and yes i think i think there is a lot of grace that can be found in our deepest sorrows and the deepest valleys. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to just maybe kind of skip that process. We don't want to put in the work yeah, um, to kind of sort through those emotions, untangle them, um, like wrestle with them before the Lord and then submit them to the Lord. Cause I think, you know, I've had people say, why don't you just start dating again, you know, or like get into another relationship <laughs> as if that would solve. And then maybe they were coming from a great place, but I knew that God, I think the reason why I'm in this season of life is really a gift. I, mm-hmm. you know, I would have never chosen this for myself. Um, but I have now definitely assurance that it's not, it's that it's God who holds me fast um, that he's the one that really keeps me in the fold um, somehow that he will continue to provide because there was even little things I remember in the beginning of the breakup is you know people um, sending me food because it was hard for me to eat at the time you know just sending me even like encouragement notes throughout the day or verses and I was like wow um, how timely like that God would put me on their hearts like, how much does God love me? He loves me so much that he would use others, you know, to encourage me that he, yeah, like, and some, oftentimes it was at the most perfect moment. Like, there would be times that I would pray, like, God, I feel lonely. And I would get a text from someone or a call. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like, he would provide. And so that would be my other advice is to, you know, don't isolate yourself from your pain or like, don't isolate yourself, others from your pain. Um, because that can be very common. It already feels lonely enough. Uh, 
because you feel like I'm the only one going through it. Like no one can understand. Maybe my small group can't understand. Like no one in my family understand. But actually there are people who can. <laughs> they may not have gone through exactly what you've gone through, but grief and sorrow, as long as you continue to live in this life, uh, it'll find you. <laughs> so that's why going back to James 1, 2 to 4, it's like count it joy when you meet. It's not if you meet, but when you meet trials yes. and various kinds, right? <laughs> and that's like already the Lord preparing us, but also we're not alone, right? So, yes. you know, mm-hmm. like we have a family and I think we don't need to hide. Sometimes it may seem easy, but there is also freedom found in like confessing, right? With other people. There really is. And I think I've had the joy of being on the receiving end of hearing other people's um like Leslie yourself, you know, sharing your stories, but other people who've gone through trials and you just so encouraged by them. And I think that's what the world needs to see more of is Christians being very honest and open about our suffering, mm-hmm. you know, but, mm-hmm. but also the, the resurrection hope that we have in Jesus, because none of us can do this alone. And honestly, it's because of the power of the cross that we're able to continue that life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Endora, I think um, those are all the questions that I had for you today. Um, thank you again for sharing um, your personal experiences, your heart, and um, what God has been teaching you through this. I think it is really beautiful um, that God uses everything for his glory. And that prayer that you prayed, he he put that on your heart because that is something he is in the midst. He's already working through you. And I think telling this testimony magnifies his faithfulness. It also allows us to see that these losses are just earthly losses, but he is not um, withholding our spiritual gain. Like That has freely been given to us and we are abundantly blessed with those blessings. So, um, that's it for today's um, podcast, and I just want to encourage anyone else, if you are going through something um, of a loss, grieving, um, just to um, take the first step and share it. Ask for prayer. Be real and honest with yourself, and be honest before God and pour these burdens um, before him because he does love and care for us and is showing us um his kindness and his goodness. So I praise God for that, that he also reoriented my desires, that he gave me a new vision and a new hope. Praise and that God I'm not putting that. my hope in one. I mean, I still desire it like being a mom. But one thing that Hanley's, I think, talked about a couple of months ago, I can't remember, but, but has continued to convict me is that just because I'm a single person doesn't mean that I'm not called to be a disciple maker. Like I still can be a spiritual parent. Oh yeah. Other people. And I think God has truly blessed me with so many like, you know, um, kids in my life that I get to invest in, right? And that I love so dearly. And so I think that's been an answer prayer as well. Like, even though for me, um, I thought by now, like, oh, I would be, I would have my own earthly kids, like my own physical kids, but but God, I think, has answered in a different way. And I'm so grateful for that, too. Like, I 
it's, it's kind of funny to say, and I think a lot of people will say this, if they've gone through suffering and trust in the Lord, but it's like, I wouldn't trade my sorrows and what I've gone through, you know, because of what I have now, which is like greater faith in God, like assurance, like a deep assurance that he is good. And, Amen. Yeah. Despite that that is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And uh, you're right. Um, Sometimes we don't want to pray the prayer to for greater faith. We we want the prayer for the desires of our heart, and um, God allows us to go through our losses and our sanctification and our refinement because faith is what pleases Him. So I I thank you for sharing. That's that's really beautiful. 